On today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we'll be bringing in Jay Forster, the host of Locked On Columbus Blue Jackets, to discuss the 5-3 to three victory for the Columbus Blue Jackets over the Panthers. We're going to be discussing what's wrong with the Cats, what has been up with the goaltending recently, and the coaching for this team, and the look ahead to this week, all on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this crossover edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and the Locked On Columbus Blue Jackets podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers and Locked On Columbus Blue Jackets podcast your first listen of the day. For everyone on the Locked On Columbus Blue Jackets feed, let me introduce myself. My name is Armando Velez. You can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thankful to be doing another crossover with the host of Locked On Columbus Blue Jackets, Jay Forster. Jay, great to be doing this again. Last time we did a crossover, it was a uh, it, it was a game where the Panthers just uh, were on the other end of a very uh, dominant game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. But now the tables have turned for this one. Yeah, I don't know that this was a revenge game necessarily, um, but I feel like the last time these two teams played, I feel like the score was like 8-2 to the Panthers or something stupid like that. So it does feel good, especially, you know, um the the goalie matchup um i don't know it just it felt like a really good win especially after the game against detroit on saturday which the blue jackets just completely failed to show up for so this uh this felt good well we did not do the i don't believe we did a crossover on the last matchup of the season where jf berube was starting against uh uh Jonas Johansson for for the Florida Panthers we did not do a crossover uh then so but our our most uh the last one we did was that that where the third line for the Florida Panthers Mason Marchment uh Sam Reinhart and Anton Lindell were just dominant in that game that was back in February so it's been a little while but let's just go right into this uh game I had to I had to kind of uh decompress a little bit after after uh after Sunday night's game uh, prior to prior to the the game, I mean, it was already a sad day for me knowing the news of Jason David Frank, the aka the Green Ranger slash White Ranger uh, of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series. And after last night's game, I decided to watch the movie uh, and then you know get you know decompress a little bit and you know gather more of my thoughts. But let's talk about uh, the game. So the Florida Panthers really off to a very dominant start possession wise, but and the Matthew Matthew Kachuk just setting the record for the Florida Panthers in most points to start their tenure with the team passing Pavel Bure now with 25 uh, points in 17 games he's averaging an assist per game Matthew Kachuk but it, it's just it's, it's just for the Panthers continue to make mental mistakes after mental mistake it's something for different every single time the power play wasn't getting going early in the season now that the, then the power play was getting going in in the last six games they did not score in the power play last night but the, the one thing that Columbus Blue Jackets fans saw yesterday was uh the 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 Stahl brothers continuing to just uh being a little bit of a jet detriment to this team I mean Mark Stahl on that 
bad turnover to Chinnikov uh, for for that goal that beats of Sergei Bobrovsky five hole. Yeah, that was, and I feel bad because the thing about Mark Stahl is he hasn't ever really been the same since he had that really bad eye injury. Uh, probably, I think, God, it was probably like 10 years ago now, and he's just kind of been on a steady decline since then. Unfortunately, this game was vintage Mark Stahl. Uh, the giveaway to Chinakov, um, and I, he also screened Bobrovsky on, I don't remember which goal it was, but there was there was a goal, and I watched it back and was like, oh yeah, that's a vintage Mark Stahl. Uh, I believe it was the second Boone Jenner goal, or that ended up being the first Boone Jenner goal. He got his first one taken away um, because it was actually Ken Johnson's goal. Um, I actually liked Eric Stahl in this game. Um, I thought he... Correct me if I'm wrong, I believe he's been playing up in the lineup, probably a little bit above where he should be based on um, just injuries. I know Sasha Barkov missed uh, a game, and so, you know, I think they had second line Eric Stahl for, for a little bit, which is a choice. Um, but I, I liked him in this game. Uh, I've always liked Eric Stahl's game, um, and I'm happy that he is back in the uh, back in the NHL. But man, Mark Stahl was, uh, he had a rough, he had a rough outing in uh in this game it, it, it was a little brutal for uh mark Stahl. i mean eric Stahl really uh really uh put, was placed on that second line really for one game when sasha barkoff uh missed uh the uh the game against the dallas stars i mean that was just the game where the panthers just lost that that game was won won and lost in the first period on that one and sergey Bobrovsky wasn't great in that one as well and there was a time where the fourth where the fourth line which Paul Maurice really, really juggled the 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 lines in this one. He did it with the defense uh, core uh, just a, a few a few games ago, and now he did it with the with the with the forward lines. I mean, we saw uh, Nick Cousins; he was placed on that Sam Bennett, Matthew Kachuk line. Uh, we we saw a little bit of Sam Reinhart uh, and and it, Sam Reinhart back on that top line uh, with uh, with Alexander Barkov and Carter Verhage. I So Mark and and Mark Stahl had a Great opportunity right in front of the net to do a backhand on uh, Tarasov and just miss miss the net. <laughs> and it's just it, it's just those those uh, those chances that you have right in front of the net. It's just uh, it's just those uh, opportunities that you really need to take advantage of. And really, for the for the Panthers, I mean, forty nine shots on goal for uh, excuse me fifty uh, is very deceiving. Uh, honestly, for for the for the Panthers, I mean, they they lead the league in shots on goal per game. In the, in the NHL, but uh, there there was a lot of uh, muffins uh, thrown for thrown uh, for for the Panthers. Too many perimeter shots and not a, not a lot of opportunities to clean up pucks, and 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 that for for the Panthers. I mean, there's so many. There's Jay Fresh Hockey has that stat of goals above expected, and the Panthers are last. But I but I now I'm at the point now. How many times can can we keep saying the Panthers are going to get their upper, their their chances? They're going to get their goals. They're going to get their goals, and it just hasn't come. It's not the same team as last year, of of, of course, when you lose the the pieces like Claude Giroux, Mason Marchment, Mackenzie Weger, Jonathan Huberto. But it's just it's just for for the Panthers. It's just uh, it, it we we could talk about puck luck all all we want, but it's the 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 pucks are just not not going in at times. Yeah, for sure. And that was something that we kind of talked about a little bit before or immediately after the game, excuse me, where I was like, man, I think it was 49 shots on goal, 46 saves for Daniil Tarasov, who I thought regardless of the shot quality of the Panthers, I thought had a really good game. Mm -hmm. um, yes. But then, you know, I went and, and looked at natural stat trick and of those 50 shots, um, 
they had nine high danger chances of their 40 scoring chances. Like that's just under 25%. So yeah, you know, you can say quality over quantity all day long, but when you're scoring three goals on 50 shots and you have nine high danger chances versus, you know, the Blue Jackets who had uh, 14 scoring chances and five of them went in. It's a third. obviously puck luck is, is, is there, but at a certain point, yeah, it does. It does. I, I wouldn't say it worries me because I don't really have any investment into whether the Panthers win games or not, but it's a worrying trend. Um, and it's something that I think might be uh, kind of endemic of Paul Maurice. Um, Harrison Lee of Locked on Jets has had many, many things to say about Paul Maurice over the years. And I think the Panthers came from a situation where, you know, say what you like about Joel Quenville and his, like the legacy that he's left on this league. He did well with the Panthers. His replacement, Andrew Brunette, also did very well with the Panthers. And then instead of, you know, keeping a good thing going, I think they kind of panicked a little bit losing in the the second round to the lightning mm-hmm. uh in the in the most recent playoffs and i think the the paul maurice hiring was i don't want to say a mistake because it's the what like 18 games into the season like it's so hard to say oh this coaching decision was bad but you can see flashes of the winnipeg jets struggles in the florida panthers which i think is not ideal <laughs> Yeah, and uh, with with uh, with Paul Maurice, uh, Paul, it, it really goes down to three things for for the Panthers uh, as part of, as part of their major problems uh, right now for 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 the team. Stall brothers, Sergey Bobrovsky, who's twenty five of thirty four in in his last two games, who got pulled uh, in uh, the first period against uh, the Dallas Stars. Uh, excuse me, pulled in after the first intermission, uh, and Paul Maurice because. When one thing is getting going, the other the other is not for 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 this Panthers uh, team. So it's always something a little uh, different for for this team. Something that honestly I'm not used to in, in the last few years for this uh, Panthers team. So we knew this was a step back season for for the Cats, but uh, I wasn't expecting around 500 uh, for, for for this team. Uh, as uh, now their goal differential for the season is right at zero, just outside of a playoff start playoff spot right before the first benchmark of the of the nhl season american thanksgiving but let's transition over to the next segment where we'll continue talking about uh this uh five to three win for the columbus blue jackets over the florida panthers but first uh jay tell us all about simply safe yeah so did you know over the holidays property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally i know uh Host of Lockdown Canadian, Scott Matler, had a package stolen recently, and uh, he had doorbell cameras, and they ended up seeing who who got it. So home security is uh, really really important. And our friends over at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system, so that you can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this season. Uh, Simply Safe is a really great product. Uh, they have got 24/7 monitoring, 24/7 tech support staff. They've got HD live stream of all of the cameras that you could imagine. Uh, you can put cameras inside, outside, and they've even got smart technology that lets you know whether it's like an actual break-in or whether it's like just a possum going through your trash cans. 
Simply Safe was even named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report for the third year in a row. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that this podcast network recommends. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so do not wait. Once again, that is simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and Locked On Columbus Blue Jackets podcast your first listen of the day. Uh, I'm Armando Velez. I got Jay Forster of Locked On Blue Jackets to discuss this 5-3 to three win for the Columbus Blue Jackets over the Florida Panthers. So, Jay, uh, we, continued, we continued the conversation on this uh, win for Columbus, and we talked about the high danger chances. And it's funny because... The only two goals that the Florida Panthers had were just on really breakdowns by the by the by the Jackets. I mean, the Panthers avoided icing, and uh, the Blue Jackets uh, were unable to clear the zone. And then Forsling just a, a slap shot to and Matthew Kachuk deflects uh, the puck into the net past Tarasov, and then Aaron Ekblad uh, just scram- um go just going untouched right in front of the net to beat Tarasov five hole uh, as he, as he crashes in. And when you when you think about all that with with the Panthers and just their their inability to just continue to uh, get right on the blue paint in the low slot, it 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 just tells me. I mean, with Tarasov, I mean, I was looking at uh, how, how many games he's played last night. This was is just like seventh NHL game or something stupid. 10. Like <laughs> I, I saw ten. So yeah. and, and it was a three five five uh, GAA too. I was just like, wow. Uh, it, it, it's just a. Uh, it's 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 not i i ask i always ask myself is it the goalies performing well for the blue jackets or is it real is it the panthers uh not generating enough chances and i think it's the i think it's the latter for for uh the panthers that, as far as how i see it but the really the straw that broke the camel's back was just the shorthanded goal that was their first shorthanded goal given up this season at least from what i uh recall as well and let, let's talk about the injuries as well for uh, Columbus. Like, what, what's going on with, with, with them? I mean, everything on paper for me going into this set that the Florida Panthers should have come into Columbus and win this game. Patrick Lane is out. Uh, Zach Wierenski is out uh, long term. Elvis Merzlikens is out as well. As well. So everything on paper said that the Florida Panthers should have won this game, but just once again. It, it goes back on the it goes back on the coach on on how and even with the second end of a back-to-back Columbus was on the second end of a back, a back-to-back too so no excuses for the Panthers uh to to lose this game especially after an emotional game the night before where Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Wigger were making their returns to Sunrise Florida yeah it's weird the Blue Jackets have the Blue Jackets just keep losing guys injury um i haven't done the math in a while but the last time i checked the average um experience for the blue jackets defense core so average gate average career games was sitting at about 180 games per defenseman um they have two defensemen currently that are over 200 nhl games played like i said zakarensky's out long term uh jake bean is out long term nick blankenberg is out probably for another six to eight weeks uh Adam Boquist is out probably for another six weeks or so. Like, and that's just the defensemen. Um, the Blue Jackets have used 11 defensemen so far this season, and it's Why? game 18. It's and the weird thing is, they're not playing good hockey at the minute. 
Um, you know, they are, and they're not playing good hockey, but they are somehow winning games. I believe in their last six, they're four, one, and one. Um, that only loss coming to Detroit, which sure, if you're going to lose to anyone, like why not lose to Detroit and then come out and beat the Panthers the next day? Like it makes absolutely no sense. Um, the Blue Jackets are doing a thing that they, that they used to do under John Tortorella a lot, which is they become more than the sum of their parts. Um, you know, you look at, and then, you know, you, you talk about the defensive injuries and then you get onto the forward injuries. Patrick Laine is out. Jacob Voracek is out. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau is basically the only healthy top six forward right now that the Blue Jackets have. Um, and I mean, he had a he had a pretty pretty solid night, uh, a goal Got and a goal. two assists, um, which I think makes means that he wins the uh, the the bet that I'm sure he had with Matthew Kachuk on uh, on tonight's game. Obviously, long time uh, long time teammates who both went elsewhere this summer, but the Blue Jackets are just they're rallying through adversity. Um, and this is a thing that they've done the past couple of seasons. When things get tough, they uh, and they should, by all accounts, be losing every game and losing badly. Somehow they're pulling out a win. You know, if you told me that they were going to put five goals past Sergei Bobrovsky last night, I'll be like, yeah, okay, but the Panthers are probably going to score six. Um, it's just for whatever reason, things are things are clicking. Whether that's the youth that are getting more, that's getting more ice time. You know, Kent Johnson had a goal, uh, a power play goal as well, which was uh, extremely unexpected because I believe that's only the Blue Jackets' fifth power play goal this season. Um, they've almost got as many shorthanded goals as they do power play goals. I believe that they scored their third shorthanded goal of the season last night and they have five power play goals total. So, you know, on paper, like you say, on paper, this the Panthers should have walked into Columbus, taken their lunch money and just walked right back out. But sometimes... Hockey's a weird sport, and uh, and this is not to say that the Blue Jackets were the better team in this by any stretch of the imagination, because there were long periods of that game where I was just waiting for the Blue Jackets to screw up and just fall apart, because that's what they've done a lot this season. But and you know, and there the, were the things things I didn't like in that game. Um, I don't have time for whatever nonsense that Matthew Olivier keeps trying to pull. I don't have any time for Erica Branson taking stupid penalties or Former failing Panthers, to clear yeah. the crease ever. Like the the Matthew Kuchuk goal, he was just basically standing in front of Tarasov. No one else around him. Um, Aaron Ekblad as well scored from about six feet away. Uh, I don't recall who scored the third goal, but um, again, it felt like a... I don't know. It was... The Blue Jackets are not doing anything right at the minute except winning games. And it's a very strange, it's a very strange way to watch your team win games. You know, like if they were playing badly and losing, I'd be like, okay, fine, this is expected. If they were playing well and winning, I'd be like, okay, fine. Sometimes teams play well and lose, but it's very, very rare, in my opinion, that a team plays badly and still wins games. And somehow that's what the Blue Jackets are doing right now, which is very strange. Yeah. Uh yeah. And for and even though the the Panthers have just been as inconsistent as, they, as they've been in their last five games, uh, one, three, and one uh, currently, I'm still not. Uh, there's a lot of uh, takes out there for 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 this team. A lot of people are just trying to say uh, fire Paul Maurice. I'm not re- I'm not on that. I'm not on that uh, bandwagon uh, yet for for this team. I think I still think at the end of the day that the Panthers are going to find a way to figure it out. Uh, and and the fact that outside of outside of the D- Dallas game and and this one that the Panthers even when they fall behind they still make it close and they still find still are are in most games uh 
I want I want to think that this is a just a bad stretch for 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 the Panthers. I, I want to think that, but it does it does it doesn't get easier. And we'll talk about really on the on the third segment about what's coming uh for the Panthers. But also, I think about really where the Blue Jackets are. I mean, w- last year, last year they overachieved uh, big time after after that trade of Seth Jones really said, okay, they're going into they're going into a rebuild. Of course, uh, trading uh trading Pierre-Luc Dubois for Patrick Lane, even though it's worked better for uh, the Blue Jackets than it has for the Winnipeg Jets as far as individual uh, performances. Uh, but but then the Blue Jackets at the beginning of this season is like, oh, it, it might be a year later than they were expecting to possibly be in the, in the top five, maybe in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. I mean, Connor Bedard with the Patrick Lane, Johnny Gaudreau, uh, Boone Jenner. That's what I want. That is what I would like to see. Um <laughs> I think we deserve it, but that sounds so much fun. And I, uh, honestly, it, it, and and I, I I don't know I don't know necessarily how 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 the players feel about Brad Larson as well. But uh, it, it it seems that that this could be if they end up being with that top pick, that this could be actually a really great situation for Columbus. Yeah, I mean, if there's a season that you're going to be unexpectedly bad, like it might as well be this season, because even if you don't get Conor Bedard, you know, you've got Adam Fantilli, who's doing just insane things at the University of Michigan at the minute. You've got Matvey Michkov, who's uh, killing it in Russia. You've got Leo Carlson, who, again, is doing things that no other Swedish draft eligible prospect is doing right now. You know, there's something like, I think there's eight prospects at the minute that in any year that isn't this one would go first overall. But Conor Bedard is just blowing them all out of the water. So it's very much a case of even if you miss that draft lottery position, like I would love to get Conor Bedard on this team. But even if you don't, like there's six or seven other guys that are that could change the the way that this team looks very, very quickly. Um, and I've seen a lot of I haven't I haven't addressed this on the, on the show yet, because quite frankly, I don't think I need to. But I see a lot of people talking about Johnny Gaudreau. And saying, man, he should have gone to Jersey. I bet he wishes he'd gone to Jersey right now. Or I bet he wishes he'd stayed in Calgary or gone literally anywhere else. Like, no, shut up. He has very recently gone on record of being like, yeah, I wouldn't change this decision for the world. And I understand that, like, do they expect him to come out and be like, actually, I hate this. I wish I had signed elsewhere. Like, no. So even if he doesn't fully believe that he doesn't have any regrets, like, he's here. He's here long term. He's succeeding here. He had three points last night he's happy here like he chose columbus for a reason and he didn't that reason wasn't that the blue jackets are going to win the cup you know he's gone on record as being like this is a really great city this is a a team atmosphere that i really like this is a really great place to raise my family it's close enough to home where they're not going to be knocking down the doors like they would be if he signed in new jersey or philly or you know anywhere in that kind of new york metro area like this is this is where he wanted to be, and for better or worse, yeah, the season maybe hasn't gone as expected yet. But Johnny Gaudreau, I think, has I want to say seventeen points in uh, in the season so far, which is just under a point per game. Like I have no complaints about Johnny Gaudreau, and I don't think any Blue Jackets fan should. And I think any Devils fan or Flyers fan or Flames fan out there that's like, man, Johnny Gaudreau should have gone somewhere else. Like, no, but this is this is what it is. Um, and I couldn't be happier that Johnny Cadreau is here. Am I disappointed that how the season has gone so far? A little bit, yes. But like I said, if there's going to be a season to be unexpectedly bad, it's this one. And also, it's not like... Um, sorry, I'm, I'm going on a, a bit of a tangent here, but I don't think... I don't expect 
the rest of the season to be as bad as this start has. I think the Blue Jackets are kind of starting to find their way. And also, like, the injuries are just relentless. Yes. Like, that's the that's the other thing. The Blue Jackets were bad before all the injuries started happening. Like, they didn't have a very good start to the season. They embarrassed themselves in uh, temporary. And then everyone started getting hurt. So it's, it is what it is. It sucks. I hate to watch the team lose. You know, it's way more fun to watch your team win, but this is, this is, this is what the team is. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they have to suck this year or get Connor Bedard, then I'm okay with that. Yeah. Long-term, long-term for the Blue Jackets looks to be, to be good if they, if they do end up uh, being, especially in that top five. So Johnny Gaudreau just checking the stats for him. 18, 18 points in 18 games, seven, seven goals, 11 assists. So point per game. That's a, that's a pretty productive uh, NHL player. uh, That's for sure. But we're going to transition over to segment number three, where we're going to talk about what's to come for both the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Florida Panthers uh, this, this week before the first major benchmark of the NHL season. But first we're going to tell you all about bet online and betonline.net is still your number one source for sports betting info, news and analysis. Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love podcasts, you can find these at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to getting your betting fix. Head to the website today to mobilize to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Third and final segment here on this crossover edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and the Locked On Columbus Blue Jackets podcast. I'm Armando Velez. I got Jay Forster of Locked On Blue Jackets here. So for the Panthers, it doesn't get any easier for them because uh, two days off, which is they've had a lot of these uh, these lately. They had it really at the beginning of the month and then they, they're they they're having it here and then they're, they, they have two days off again right before uh, their game on Saturday. But they uh, they welcome in the big bad Boston Bruins, a, a team that a lot of people were expecting to to not not be to be like a bubble playoff team, possibly maybe even out of, of it. But they were playing well even prior to Brad Marchand and Charlie McAvoy uh, coming back. So it's a Wednesday night game, uh, a rare one for the Panthers, because, of course, Thanksgiving is on Thursday. And then they welcome the St. Louis Blues to town on Saturday, where Despite the St. Louis Blues' uh, bad start to their season, they're on a six-game winning streak right now. So it does not get any easier for 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 the Panthers as uh, they're they're right now. I I hate to say this is they are right now a mediocre hockey team at this moment in time. Yeah, the Blue Jackets have a little bit of an easier path. Um, they've got Montreal on Wednesday. Uh, they just beat them on uh, Thursday. They, uh, again, not a very good game for, for either team. It was very much a, a kind of free-for-all, so I would hope for a little bit less of that in the upcoming game, but it definitely a much easier opponent than Boston, who I fully was expecting Boston to be bad this season and they've kind of they've done the opposite of the blue jackets which is they've gone uh well all, not the opposite necessarily but they've done a kind of i think what the blue jackets are doing but bigger where they've gone oh well, all our stars are missing cool we're gonna go like 15 and 3 to start the season or 16 and 3 or whatever whatever their record is right now um i do not envy the the panthers with that but on the flip side 
if there was ever I, I hate the concept of like must win games or you know this is this is a game that you can't lose and you know a benchmark game or whatever but if there was ever a game where the panthers were going to show up big against boston feels like a pretty a pretty good way to get back on track because sometimes all you need is a like one win against a bad team and that like boosts your confidence sometimes all you need is a, a dirty scrappy like ugly win against a team like boston and that again can be a real kind of springboard for the panthers to kind of refine their season because I, I know what you said this is not a they're playing mediocre hockey right now i don't think this is a mediocre team you look at, on paper again sasha barkov matthew kachuk sam bennett sam reinhardt like Aaron ackblad's finally healthy for the first time in i feel like years and you know it's yeah, yeah they lost players they lost huberto they lost Uyghur. But this is a good team on paper. And I think it's a very much a team that can figure it out and keep going. And a team that, honestly, they're out of the playoff spot. They're out of the playoff picture right now. But I would be very surprised to see the Panthers miss the playoffs this season. Mm. Uh, it, 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 would, uh, it, would definitely, uh, it would definitely be uh, a disappointing one. And I... I'm I'm really going to really elaborate more on on really the state of the Panthers really on on uh, on Monday on Tuesday and Wednesday show as we have uh, days off uh, in in between is like where are where are they uh, is are they in a great great position to continue uh, going on a run but uh, yeah uh, and the and the Boston Bruins uh, even though this will be a home game for the Panthers the Boston Bruins are one uh, one win one home win away from setting the record for most home wins to start the season. The Panthers had that opportunity last year against the Seattle Kraken in, in, in November, same week, Thanksgiving, and then they lose against uh, as Chris Drieger made his return to Sunrise, Florida after signing with the Seattle Kraken and come come out with a with a win on that one. So I think we're I think we might be we we might be we might be seeing a very very desperate uh, Pan Panthers team come uh, Wednesday night because even the last time they faced against the Boston Bruins on the road like it was only the third game of the season for the Panthers. Brandon Montour uh, mi mi missed that missed that game only a one one game absence for uh, Montour and Aaron Ekblad that was the very same game that Aaron Ekblad went down with his uh, grade two uh, groin strain and the Panthers. In the beginning of the season, they only could uh, they only could have twenty players on their team due to cap reasons. Keith Yandel's bio is still on the books for for them. Uh, a lot of it comes off uh, after this offseason, which kind of uh, kind of a reason why the Panthers are where they are as far as uh, these one year deal signings. I mean, the, the stalls being a, a part of the team as well, and and all for it to reset uh, next season. But even in that game against the Boston Bruins, I mean. You play four. You play four defensemen uh, throughout throughout the latter latter part of the game, and they still made it made it close. I mean, I know uh, I know that the they have their big pieces back now, uh, so these are going to be two completely different hockey teams when they do face. But if that performance the first time around for the Panthers uh, it, is anything like we might see on Wednesday, then I, I have a really good I have a really good feeling hope, hope that the Panthers could come out on top on on, on Wednesday night. It's gonna you're you're gonna I think the Panthers really got to come out uh re really really desperate in in this one because you you do not you do not want to to fall behind early because this isn't like last year where the the separation between the wild card teams. Uh, and the last playoff spot is like 30 points by the end of the season. I, I don't think it's going to be like that this time around.
No, for sure. It feels very much like a. I, I have a I have a feeling that this season is going to be one of those ones where the playoff spots don't get decided until the last week of the season. Like I would be I would be very surprised if there's not teams still playing hockey and hoping to make the playoffs in, you know, game eighty or game eighty one. Um and you know, hopefully for you guys that's not the Panthers. I don't think the Blue Jackets are making the playoffs this year, but it is it is what it is. It sucks, but there's always next year, you know? Yeah, and and, and there's still a whole bunch of talent on that uh, Columbus Blue Jackets uh Blue Jackets team. I mean, I really like the I really like Cole Sillinger. I really like Kent Johnson, especially uh, from watching him in the in the most recent uh World Junior Championship as well. So he he he's he's a he Kent Johnson really is a, a definite uh treat to watch for the Columbus Blue Jackets. So there's something there uh for, for this team. Uh, and of course, uh, Lane and and Gaudreau. It's just really about being healthy, uh, and uh, and and also with uh, with the chemistry, also with uh, their co- their their coach as well, and how that that message is uh, uh, spread ar- around the locker room as well. So I, I I think the I think the future for the Columbus Blue Jackets is uh, very well bright for, uh, for them. It might not be this season, but uh, definitely uh, lots of draft capital will definitely help them out in the, in their future. But Jay, I want to thank you once again for uh, doing this crossover edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. It came with a with an L on the on on the Panthers side, but you know, we, I I want I I'd like I want to do these crossovers with you, whether it's a blowout in the in the in favor of the Panthers or a blowout in the in the in the favor of the Blue Jack Blue Jackets. So uh, great great as always to uh, do a crossover w- with you and uh, let my listeners know where they can find you online. Uh, yeah, like I, again, always a pleasure. Um, I would do a crossover for every Blue Jackets Panthers game, uh, and in fact, we might because I feel like we have two more this season. So, uh, Lockdown Blue Jackets listeners should get used to seeing uh, Armando on uh, on this podcast when uh, when the Panthers are in town. But for Lockdown Panthers listeners, uh, you can find Lockdown Blue Jackets wherever you get Lockdown Panthers. We're on every podcasting app. Uh, we are on YouTube. You can find me at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R on Twitter. You can find the show at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. Uh, and I will not do too much gloating about last night's game. I promise. <laughs> and yeah, the next time these uh, two uh, teams will be facing will be December 13th in Sunrise, Florida. And then the, the last matchup will be on April 1st uh, in, in Columbus. So for for uh but by the way i want to say congratulations to your uh english national team on on a uh, win uh, against iran in the first game of the fifa world cup uh as if you're watching this on the youtube i have my uh, usa soccer jersey uh we are excuse me uh kit sorry let me say that correctly uh as uh we are uh, three hours from this recording away from uh kickoff uh between uh usa and uh wales uh, so get, definitely going to be a fun one. So uh, for the people on the Blue Jackets feed, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And you can follow the show tw- on Twitter. Uh, you can follow the you follow podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us as well on YouTube. Help, help us get uh, more subscribers on the YouTube channel so you can see uh, my pretty face and you can see Jay's pretty face as, as well every time we do a crossover. So uh, Jay, thank you once again, and hope, uh, and I will, and I will see you next time. All right, for sure. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps 
into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to all the shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden, and the newest show on the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you listen to today's episode of Locked On Sports Today. Locked On Sports Today is a 20-minute or less podcast going over the entirety of the sports scene. You're going to get some exclusive interviews and the take of the day. Locked On Sports Today. You can find it on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Start my Armando Velez with Jay Forster. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.